Hare Krishna, Vanchakalpa, Trubyas Chakripa Sindhu, Bhavanebio Pavanebio, Vaishnavebio, Namo Namaha. So we're continuing in our reading of Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 31, the last chapter in this canto, and this is the disappearance of Lord Sri Krishna. We're up to text number 6. But I'll, I'll, just in case you've forgotten, I'll read the other text till we get there. First let me say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, what's happening, this disappearance of Lord Krishna, I'll just read the translations uh, to five. Shukadeva Goswami said, Then Lord Brahma arrived at Prabhasa, along with Lord Shiva and his consort, the sages, the Prajapatis, and the demigods headed by Indra. So all kinds of people are coming to see this event. The forefathers, Siddhas, Gandharvas, Vidyadaras, and great serpents also came along with the Charanas, Yakshas, Rakshashas, Kinaras, Ups, Saras, and relatives of Garuda, greatly eager to witness the departure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As they were coming, all these great personalities various, variously chanted and glorified the birth and activities of Lord Shori, Lord Krishna. So the Devas and the Upadevas, the gods and the demigods, or the demigods and the semi-demigods, <laughs> depending on your nomenclature. So he continues, O oh, king, crowding the sky with their many airplanes, vimanas, not, you know. They showered down flowers with great devotion. So they're mostly watching from up above. See this Seeing before him Brahma, the grandfather of the universe, along with the other demigods, who are all his personal and powerful expansions, Krishna's personal powerful expansions, the Almighty Lord closed his lotus eyes, fixing his mind within himself, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So now we're at text 6. Next thing. So text 6 goes like this in Sanskrit. Lokabhiramam swatanum dharana dhyana mangalam yogadharanya excuse me yogadharanayagneya dhagdva dhamavishat swakam Without employing the mystic agnehi meditation to burn up his transcendental body which is the all-attractive resting place of all the worlds and the object of all contemplation and meditation, Lord Krishna entered into his own abode. So this is a very tricky verse. The trickiness can be found is if you look at the... uh, English transliteration of the fourth line 
Dagdva Dhamma. Uh, see that word, Dagdva? Now look in the word for word, it's Adagdva. <laughs> That's because in the previous line ends with a long A, and so they're really joined together in one long string in Sanskrit. Mm-hmm. And it could be Agnanya Adagdva, or either way. So the tricky part is, it's it could be read he burned his body, and it could be read he didn't burn his body. Mm. So there's a lot of commentaries about what's the real reading here. So, but meanwhile, uh, uh, without employing, so so first it talks Lokabi Ramam Swatanum. Swatanum, his own body, basically they put the word transcendental in there to make the point that it is Loka Abhirama, very attractive to the all all the to all the worlds or all the people in the all the worlds, Loka. Loka Abhirama. Attractive all attractive. Huh? Swatanum, his own body. Uh, Dharana Dhyana Mangalam. The auspicious object, Mangala, of dharna and dhyana. Dharna and dhyana, here trance and meditation. Actually, there are two phases in the in the yoga, of Ashtanga yoga. These are two of the of the eight angas, dharna, with the withdrawal and concentration of the senses, and then focusing, dharna and dhyana. Uh, and then, then it says yoga dharanaya by mystic trance. So it emphasizes here this kind of mystic withdrawal that takes place. Uh, I'll go back over the yoga's Pantanjali yoga just to, and then uh, agneya, uh, agneyi. You see mystic agneya focused on fire, having to do with agnei, because this is what yogis do when they leave their bodies sometimes. They, they bring up the life air, up the chakras, they come up to this Brahma-Randra chakra, and then they exit, instead of leaving the body through the mouth, they bleed the bravi through this called the Brahma-Randra. You know how babies have a soft spot in their heads? Well, when you grow up, it covers over. The bones go to cover it. The fontanelle, I think it's called, that soft spot. And there's a little, little pinprick of an opening. And that's where they exit. The life air goes out and carries the soul with it. If you're going to the heavenly planets. You're going upward. If you focus your aim on where you want to go and you 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 leave so you can go to the heavenly planets or you can go to transcendence. And when you do this, the body bursts into flames. You generate so much heat that nobody has to come and take your body and cremate it or anything. It's burnt. You realize how much heat you need to burn a body, which is a you know a bag of water, <laughs> which I mean it has to be very very hot. Now people think of this as a myth, 
But one of the medical mysteries that you can read about is these mysterious deaths by spontaneous combustion. <laughs> there, are, there are these deaths by spontaneous combustion. Uh, there was one woman in Florida, an elderly lady, sitting at her dinner table who suddenly, you know, the chair she was in was kind of burnt. Her body was a crisp, you know, up. The, the fire was hot enough to melt the silverware on the table, but it was very localized, and she she died of spontaneous, very hot fire. I assume that what happened, so sometimes they're waiting until the right time. When you do this, and you want you have to do it at the right astro, astronomical or astrological moment, and so that's why sometimes they wait, stay alive for many many years until the right time to leave when a corridor opens up to the higher planets, you know, the, the devas or, or the even higher than that to Brahmaloka or they they do like that. Uh, so maybe somebody who happens to die at the right mm -hmm. time might just accidentally do this thing. But there are these mysterious deaths by spontaneous combustion, and nobody can figure them out. So, yeah, so that, this is what, what happens. You know, the, the Pantanjali Yoga, which is mentioned here, Yoga Dharana, uh, uh, is Ashtanga Yoga. It has eight limbs, the, the Yama, Niyama, Asana. Now, most people who practice yoga today go straight to Asana and skip Yama, Niyama. <laughs> uh, yama means restraint. And Niyama actually just means more restraint, but people usually say uh, the Yamas are Ahimsa, uh, not injury, a satya, truthfulness, aste or non-lying, if you want to say the not, things not to do, not to lie, but a satya is what's really given that way. Uh, Asteya, not uh, no thief. Brahmacharya is one of the things. Skip that part. <laughs> uh, celibacy, you know, the brahmacharya and. Uh, non-possessiveness, aparigraha, not owning anything. Bad for the economy, yoga. Very bad. <laughs> You're not a consumer. You can't sell it. Well, they manage somehow. <laughs> and then the niyama are socha, cleanliness, santosha, peacefulness, tapas, uh, austerity, swadhyaya, which means study of the Veda, and Ishwara Pranidhana, surrender to the Supreme Lord. I mean, yoga is theistic. Pantanjali's yoga is, there's no doubt about it, that's one of the things is surrender to God. Uh, if you only go that far, that's sometimes called Kriya Yoga. Uh, we used to have people doing Kriya Yoga in our temple, like, like to go and do their Kriya Yoga. They sound like radiators when they do their, uh, you know, like a... <laughs> uh, 
bad, but but really they did some kind of thing. They liked the atmosphere, but they were actually saying practicing Kriya Yoga. You do really do Kriya Yoga. Ishwara Pranidhana is part of it. Then anyway, the Yama Niyama Asana, then the yoga postures. I think Pantology has eight of them. Other people have, you know, multiplied the number of postures. Uh, according to the commentary on this verse, uh, it's the swastika asana that, that he was sitting in. Uh, you know what it is. Uh, that's one of the one of the uh, asanas that, that that where you your legs are drawn up next to your body. You're sitting cross-legged, but the, the what's crosses at the ankles is. Then you do pranayama, uh, controlling of the, the prana. Uh, and this, if you just do yamas through pranayama, this is usually what hatha yoga is. And then uh, pranayama, pratyahara, uh, withdrawal of the senses from the objects, completely focused inside, usually on the Lord, actually. You're supposed to focus on the Lord. And then dharana, intense, increased concentration of the mind, dhyana, meditation, and then finally samadhi, full spiritual absorption. Those are that's actually the eight steps of the Pantanjali uh, yoga. And uh, originally, it's theistic. Uh, so that's what's mentioned here when they they say this. Uh, Yoga dharana, and then this uh, uh, by mystic trance now uh, focused on fire, but here they translate it without burning. So it's very interesting because he, he's all through this Lord Krishna is kind of creating an illusion, and so some may see it that way, you know. Uh, uh, is sort of like it happens and doesn't happen. Let me read the purport from the the the, the BBT, and then we'll go and look at uh, Madhvacharya's commentary and others. So the purport here: uh, um, a yogi uh, empowered to select the moment of leaving his body can cause it to burst into flames by engaging in the yogic meditation called Agnayi. Agna, Agni is fire, so by means of fire, Agnayi. And thus he passes into his next life. The demigods similarly employ this mystic fire when being transferred to the spiritual world. But the Supreme Personality of Godhead is completely different from conditioned souls like yogis and demigods, since the Lord's eternal spiritual body is the source of all existence, as indicated here by the words Lokabhiramam Swatanum. Lord Krishna's body is the source of pleasure for the entire universe. The word dharana dhyana mangalam indicates, I mean, dharana dhyana, those two angas of of yoga, 
and in all auspicious, dharana, dhyana, mangalam, that those trying for spiritual elevation through meditation and yoga achieve all auspiciousness through meditating on the Lord's body. Because they're not meditating on anything material. This is the Lord's spiritual form, which is none different from the Lord. We are not our bodies, but his body is completely spiritual. Since yogis are liberated simply by thinking of Lord Krishna's body, that body is certainly not material and therefore not subject to burning by mundane mystic fire or any other type of fire. Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur reminds us of Lord Krishna's statement in the 11th canto, chapter 14, verse 37, Vani Madhye Smaradrupam Mamaita Dhyana Mangalam. Within the fire, one should meditate upon my form, which is the auspicious object of all meditation. So that is repeated, Dhyana Mangalam. Since Lord Krishna's transcendental form is present within fire as the maintaining principle, how can fire affect that form? Thus, although the Lord appeared to enter the mystic yoga trance, the word Adagva, so here they got the A there, Adagva, indicates that the Lord, since his body is purely spiritual, bypasses the formality of burning and directly enters his own abode in the spiritual sky. This point has also been elaborately explained by Srila Jiva Goswami in his commentary to this verse. Now, Uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur uh, comments, discusses this verse, 1131.6, in his commentary to the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Adi 14.104, and that's in the Veda base, the Chaitanya Bhagavata with Bhaktisiddhanta's commentary is in the Veda base. Uh, uh, so you can look it up. So therefore, here, he quotes this verse, 11.13.31.6, which is mentioned here, uh, without employing the mystic Agni meditation to burn up his transcendental body, uh, so he quotes that, and then he gives commentaries on this verse, uh, starting with Madhuacharya. So here's all the commentaries. Uh, Madhuacharya says, The Lord entered his own abode without burning his own body with fire. In the Tantra Bhagavata, it is stated, all other demigods reach their supreme destination by burning their own bodies through Agnei meditation. So that's where this comes from. He's quoting Madhva, actually. But the Supreme Lord Hari, 
who has various forms headed by Krishna and Nasringa, <laughs> South Indians, right, <laughs> is eternally blissful. And therefore he enters in his abode without burning his body. He destroys the demigod's subtle bodies and dances in the midst of them at the time of annihilation. So the devas all have subtle bodies. If you wonder, in other words, our bodies, we have gross and subtle bodies. The devas are bodies of manas, buddhi, and ahankara only. That's why you can't see them usually. Because they have mental bodies, what we call mental bodies only, which we can't perceive with our gross senses. So, uh, that he quotes here. And then he goes on, and then Bhakti Siddhanta is nothing if not thorough. Next he quotes, I don't read the whole thing, you can go there and read it if you want to, but Sridhar Swami is the next person, the first commentator, earliest commentator that we have on Bhagavatam. The yogis who possess the quality to die at will burn their own bodies with the fire of Agnei yoga meditation and enter other planets. But this is not the case with the Supreme Lord Krishna. He enters his own abode, Vaikuntha, with the same form without burning it. The reason is, (laughs) this is a different take, that all planets are fully present in his limbs. So if his body, which is the sheltered, the, 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 the shelter of worlds, is burned, the worlds will also be burned. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> Till now, it has been seen that meeting and achieving the fruits of meeting the Lord by the worshippers of the Lord is simply attained through the process of meditation. Had the Supreme Lord burned his form, then adjectives for his form like Lokabiram, attractive to all the worlds, would become meaningless. Therefore he disappeared without burning his form. This is the appropriate meaning, because you can read it different ways, you know, and they do this tricky thing. And then goes into a whole uh, uh, thing about uh, the different... uh, forms of logic which allows you to prefer that it's not just they arbitrarily choose this one there are actually all kinds of uh, 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 commentarial rules which they follow uh, to come there so I don't want to go but there's a very long purport where he quotes from all kinds of people uh, uh, anyway but that's that's it's not the, this taking this you know this this reading is not uh, an arbitrary activity and it can be defended at length <laughs> with many quotations from many authorities so. Uh, so now we'll go on <laughs> I want to do more than one person <laughs> But you, it's, if you have the Veda base, you can you can read the whole thing. Going to that commentary by Bhakti Siddhanta there, uh, and his commentary in the Chaitanya Bhagavata. So, text seven. Um, 
text seven goes like this: Divi dum du bio ni du petu sumanasas chakat satyam dharmo dritir bhume kirti shrishchanu tam yayu. So this is a big list in here. As soon as Lord Krishna left the earth, truth, religion, faithfulness, glory, and beauty immediately followed him. Kettle drums resounded in the heavens, and flowers showered from the sky. So, Divi in the heavens... Dwar is heaven, so I know him from this Divi. Dundubaya, Dundubi is a kettle drum. Or we call it something a big drum, war drum, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> big occasions, you bring out the drums. Uh, so they they sounded. And then, Petu uh, Sumanasa, Sumanasa, flower, flowers fall from the sky. Uh, from Ka. K, uh, yeah, Ka is ether, uh, the sky. And then what else goes with him, follows him, Anu, Anutam, uh, are this list Dharma, Dritti, uh, Kirti, and Sri. They follow from Bhumes, from the earth. They, uh, these things, truth, Satyam goes. Dharma goes, translated here as religion. I mean, Dharma just means what you do. <laughs> it's not uh, because we got now we got the adharma, you know. So okay, dritti. Uh, uh, dritti is translated here as faithfulness, uh, firmness, consistency. Re- yeah, resolve these kind of uh, determination. All these are ideas of uh, dritti. If you look at Prabhupada's translations of dritti in the Bhagavad Gita, dritti grihita, carried by conviction, firmness, steadfastness. Uh, these are his translation: steadiness. So that, in order to get anything done practically, you need some amount of that. <laughs> <laughs> resolution uh, and then to be able to start carry it on in the force of oppositions and you know that's a necessary virtue so that's uh, determination uh, uh, then with a uh, 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 kirti uh, uh, fame uh, and so on um, and then uh, uh, Sri uh, beauty they went with him now uh, there's uh, the BBT they just says um, uh, according to Srila Sridhar Swami all the demigods were jubilant because each one thought Lord Krishna was coming to his own planet <laughs> It was part of their celebration. Uh, but Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has a very interesting observation to this, which I thought was worth repeating. <laughs> he, 
He says, truth and other qualities departed so that various bad qualities become could become prominent in Kali Yuga. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember one reason Krishna did all this was to make room for Kali. Uh, so the, he, he mentions uh, these kind of things here. <laughs> that, uh, that they would have... Uh, uh, I thought that was worth uh, mentioning... Uh, And uh, so now, uh, text eight. Uh, there's no BBT purple, but there's a, a, another one uh, from. Uh, so he goes, Devadayo Brahma Mukya. Navishantam Sudhamani Swat excuse me Swadhamani Navishantam Sudhamani Avijnatagatim Krishnam Tadrishus Chati Vishmitaha uh, Most of the uh, demigods and other higher beings led by Brahma could not see Lord Krishna as he was entering his own abode, since he did not reveal his movements. But some of them did catch sight of him, and they were extremely amazed. (laughs) Deva Adayaha, the devas, etc., (laughs) and others. uh, So the other higher beings, you know, the semi-demigod, the apsaras, gandharvas, you know, the the, lo- the lower uh, things. You also can't see them. Uh, 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 Brahma Mukya, headed by Brahma, na vishantum swadhamani, could not see him entering his swadham, his own proper avod. Uh, 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 because avijnata gatim krishnam, Krishna's gati, his here translated as movements, uh, uh, were un- unknown by, un- 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 unperceived by them. Uh, uh, however, uh, however, others of them Dadrishu, they saw, uh, and Atti were qu- quite amazed. Uh, now, when uh, uh, Swami translates uh, 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 this, he, he says, or in his, uh, excuse me, this is his, his, his purport. Uh, uh, yeah, the devatas headed by Brahma. He always likes what he always likes to say, devatas rather than demigods. But Prabhupada always used demigods. The devatas. I mean, once we all know that they're devas, we can use that. The devatas headed by Brahma could not see Krishna in his Narayan expansion as he entered his abode. And Banuswami then gives, uh, and some, however, saw this with amazement. This is. 
Banuswami's translation of this verse following uh, 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 Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, and then this, they saw, when they say they saw, the others saw, you know, that's understood. Some, however, saw this with amaze, amazement. And when he says uh, Krishna is Narayan expansion, Banuswami provides a footnote. He says, explained as explained in the commentaries on eleven one four and eleven six twenty six and six eleven six twenty six, the Narayan expansion went to Prabhasa and departed for Vaikuntha, whereas Krishna and Balaram actually remained in Dwarka. There's two places at once when this happened. So unseen to everybody, he was Krishna and Balaram were in Dwarka, and their expansions would, did this kind of thing. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says in his commentary, When the Lord disappeared, even those with all knowledge wondered where he went. Brahma and the other devatas did not see Krishna going to his abode. Some persons, however, didn't see and were amazed. Uh, uh, so this is what, what ha- when he, they couldn't see him. There's no BBT purport. And then they they talk about this a little more in the next one. So the manya yatakashe yantya hitva excuse me yantya hitva brahmandalam katirna lakshati marchais tata krishnasya daivataihi just as an ordinary man cannot ascertain the path of a lightning bolt as it leaves a cloud. The demigods could not trace out the movements of Lord Krishna as he returned to his abode. So the, the word Saudamani, this is also my wife's name, initiated name, uh, lightning, uh, light lightning, the Face of the goddess of fortune is described like uh, like lightning, you know, uh, luminous. So Dhammanya, like lightning, uh, when it travels in the sky, having left the sky, Abramandala, the clouds. Uh, so you can't trace it out <laughs> so fast, right? It comes and goes. Whoa, where did it go? You know. Uh, so, uh, just as ordinary people, you can't s- see this uh, when it uh, leaves the, the 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 clouds. It's 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 gutty. It's 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 course of, of going. So uh, similarly, uh, uh, by mortals and even the the devas uh, uh, could not trace out his. Oh, I see what it's saying. And just as, excuse me, just as ordinary people on earth, we can't trace out the path of a lightning bolt when it leaves the clouds. The devas could not trace out the uh, movements of, uh, or the destination of, of, uh, of Krishna. 
the BBT says uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur doesn't have a purport. The BBT they say these sudden movements of a lightning bolt are seen by the demigods but not by human beings. Similarly, the sudden departure of Lord Krishna could be understood by the Lord's intimate associates in the spiritual sky, but not by the demigods. So that's their take on this. The, the some who could see it are the ones that are already in the spiritual world and not in the heavenly planets. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 preserves this the the, the example uh, uh, here. That was there. Do we have time for another verse here? Yep. Okay. Um, so text ten. Brahma Rudra Dayaste Tu Dristva Yoga Gatim Hare Vismitastam Prasham Shantaha Swam Swam Loka Yayustada. And now it says here, a few of the demigods, however, notably Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, could ascertain how the Lord's mystic power was working, and thus they became astonished. All of the demigods praised the Lord's mystic power and then returned to their own. Uh, planets. Uh, so there's commentaries here. Uh, the BBT, uh, Banu Swami translates the same way but says devatas instead of demigods. Uh, and the BBT, they have a short purport. Although the demigods are virtually omniscient within this universe, because think of the devas, uh, and there's a lot of them. Uh, 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 there's uh, 33 kotis, 330 mil- million demigods. Koti is 10,000, 100,000. So the 33 koti is 330, three, yeah, 330 million devatas. Why so many? I asked Prabhupada myself that question. Why does Krishna's all powerful? Why does he need so many devas to run a universe? And his answer to me was, "You don't know how to run a universe," <laughs> which is true. <laughs> but there's devas for almost everything. Every one of your senses in your body has a deva, administrative uh, demigod. Every one of the elements. There's so many of them. So I think, and the devas, they can do action at a distance. Like Indra controls the weather, you know. So how does he do it? He doesn't, you know, move the clouds around with shoving them around with trucks or anything, you know. (laughs) He just can do it. So I think of them as the nervous system. The universe is described as one of the bodies of God. So I think of the devatas as the nervous system of the universe. With manas, buddhi, and, you know, all the things, you know, higher and lower areas. And and, and, uh, so this is the, uh, this is their 
their thing. So although the demigods are virtually omniscient within this universe, they have their special areas, and then they have their specialty, you know. They could not understand the movements of the Lord's mystic potency. Now, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has a fairly long commentary on this. He says... Now, here he begins to comment on the previous verse too. An example is given to show that they could not see the Lord's destination. Just as the destination of lightning cannot be seen by humans, the destination of Krishna as he left the earth could not be perceived by the devatas. This is how Bhanaswami gets the translation and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. But his associates could see. This is Sridhar Swami's explanation. Having come from Vaikuntha, from the Karana Ocean and the Milk Ocean, when Krishna appeared, the Lord's associates of these places now thought, I am bringing my Lord to my own abode. So that's where that came from, in this commentary here. So they thought this. But each could not see the other associates by the Lord's yoga maya. Thus the Lord went to those abodes with those associates who were delighted. It should be understood that when the Lord appeared on earth, the the associates of these Vishnu forms also appeared among the Yadus along with their masters, the various Vishnu forms. So many forms of the Lord came his expansions, like when he took over the cowherd, you know, he could expand. So also there were attended devas who, who came with him. Uh, and some of those are the lords. They're not devas, but they're in the spiritual world. They also attend. You just have to remember, whenever a big man travels, he's never alone. He's always got an entourage. Uh, uh, so these associates returned to their places along with their respective Vishnu forms when Krishna departed from this world. The devatas were astonished. We thought that we were the masters of yoga, but we cannot understand where he went. They praised Krishna. Who can do such a thing? We are omniscient, but we cannot understand this. Though we are the masters of yoga, we cannot see as a destination achieved by his yoga. But his associate devotees know. They can see his destination, that he has entered his abode. So, so when the Lord descends, many devotees descended with him and, and, and seemed to take birth among human beings to assist him in his pastimes. So those, when the Lord went, those who came from Vaikuntha with him, they went back to. That's what is being explained what happened here. And I guess we stop there. Huh? We're up to text number 11. And uh, we will not be here next week, right? Correct. We're skipping a week.
Any so now? Any questions or comments? If you're on Mayapur TV, you can um, type in your question into the chat box to the right of the screen, or you can go to Ravinder Subaru's website at rsdasa.com and type in your question to the chat chat box in the lower right-hand corner. If you're on the phone, you can press star six, and that will unmute yourself so you can ask a question. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm a little hesitant to quote this because I'm not sure I remember it exactly. But um, there was a lecture I heard uh, several months ago, um, a recorded lecture of Gopi Puranadana uh, Prabhu, and he mentioned how this is based upon regarding your idea of the, the demigods as a nervous system. He mentioned that um, that actually the that so every body requires a jiva, and mm-hmm. then there's the super soul counterpart to it. Mm-hmm. And that the universal, the universe body, so sometimes Vishva Rup can refer to just, you know, this, the body of the universe and that the jiva is Brahma. Yeah, and that, and that's that, right. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's and, right. and that um, you know, uh, Akshira, Dr. Shai Vishnu, I guess, is yeah. the super soul there that could show me. But, and, and in there, in, in that description, I think he did mention something similar where uh, the demigods are like the nervous system yeah. of that body, uh-huh. you know, so yeah. I like that. It's interesting to think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. Brahma is actually this. He is the jiva who ensouls this universe. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then, the, so the soul of the universe. Sometimes Krishna is called the universal soul, but actually Brahma is mm. the jiva, and then the super soul uh, yeah, is Shirdakshaya Vishnu, mm. and so on. Mm. You know. Mm. Yeah, good. I'm glad somebody else thought that too. <laughs> because I, I, I keep people trying to, you know, we, we're trying to understand the fifth canto. And I said, what we need is a, a, is a discipline called biocosmology or cosmobiology to really understand it. Because, because to say that... the, the, the uh, uh, to say that something is an organism, a living being, you mean to say that that the whole is a, is as unified as it's at least as unified as its parts. So our body is one of the parts of the universe. So so we're we are very unified. We have the feedback systems and everything going on, so we can act as a coordinated whole. So the universe is also at least as unified, unified, more so actually. Mm. Yeah, what do you call an organic whole? Using organic and it's not means, you know. Like organic milk or something, but a, a real <laughs> organism. <laughs> it's weird that they call it organic, right? But what I in Germany they call it biological. But something is biological if it's pure, you know. Like just, it makes as much sense as organic, mm-hmm. but anyway. <laughs> organic sense. <laughs> Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks. Um, he said, does, a person in Samadhi, does he ever get angry? 
Yeah, they can, and they can blow you up by their glance. <laughs> Usually in samadhi, they're not paying attention, but if you disturb them, and we have instances like that of yogis who get disturbed, and they, they incinerate the disturbed entity with a glance. So people leave them alone. <laughs> Quickly. So I guess you're out of samadhi, but you know to return quickly. That's what. You... <laughs> Isn't it funny how we got the Superman story who comes right. from a different planet? And he's got yeah. You know, anyway, mm. guess where these stories come from? You know. Okay, Doctor Carl asks. Does the idea of our body being like a universe also include the idea that several jivas live inside our bodies? I have heard various statements saying saying that there can only be one jiva per body, whereas we have bacteria, fungi, or sometimes parasites in our guts. Not just parasites. So maybe every cell is a living entity too, you know? There may be a whole lot of beings. De- definitely we are somebody's environment. <laughs> and we can live with that. They're not just parasites. I mean, we couldn't digest food without without, without uh, other beings in there. And, and You know, you need a healthy bionome in your guts in order, in order to, to function. So we're definitely uh, colonized and uh, there may be uh, other being, you know, if if you can take out a, a cell and, and keep it alive in a petri dish, then you know, looks to me like it has some powers of independence. I mean, the cells in your body it depends on other cells to supply its needs, so it's it's you know forms tissue. But the, the, that seems to me like the the number of living entities. Is well now you get an idea what infinite means, sort of. <laughs> Just a couple of things on that. So, um, Prabhupada makes a point too that not only is there, so there may be multiple jivas in, inhabiting a single body, but uh, also in every atom. Sometimes atoms. Yeah, they they described as a jiva there. Yeah, right. uh-huh. that's and true. And I heard, I heard, I went through this phase where I was listening to a lot of Gopi Pranadana <laughs> lectures. Like you, that's true. But it, he, he Gopi mentioned it was a, somebody's commentary where they said that because there are more jivas than there are actually bodies to inhabit, that the dormant those jivas, if they don't have a body yet, they'll they'll enter into atoms waiting until they can. Yeah, we were trying to find out whether the atom is the body of a jiva or whether it's just its container. Mm. I mean, body means that it can use it somehow or other, you know. Mm. And so uh, we spent some time when I was in the Bhaktivedanta Institute, people mm. discussing whether whether they. <laughs> Whether the, the the atom is the jiva's body or whether it's just its its container, mm. yeah. Mm. So that that's that's what, uh, yeah. Akendra asked. He says it seems 
the Bhagavatam and the Acharya's commentaries go to some length to differentiate the Lord's departure from that of ordinary yogis, stressing that no fire was required for him to accomplish his departure. Is this so simply to head off faithless interpretations? No, the, the, maybe that's one 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 reason to, to head off interpretation. But the other thing is, is that it's just it would, according to what Sridhar Swami said, it would uh, if 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 he burned his body because he is his body, everything you know, it would, the whole all of existence would self destruct, <laughs> basically. <laughs> The universe itself, everything, you know. So, but the reason for describing it, describing, going into detail and, and saying that he did not. Yeah, well, they, well, it, because it appeared like that, and I'm sure there are people who are not who are not theists who read the Bhagavatam and then will use this to become, you know. They think of themselves as God, or God as an ordinary being. So they want to make make it clear. That's what the commentators do. That. Yeah, sorry, I have a lot of comments this time. Uh, there was an. I remember in Boston we had a. Um, this was so long ago, but um, we had a, a a person who was from India who was challenging the speaker. He, he was really hung up on this idea. It was like, well, did Krishna leave a body when he died? You know, did he leave a body behind? Mm-hmm. And that this was like a real sort of sure. pivotal sort of point for him to understand, is Krishna his yeah, body or not? Yeah. You know, it was such a really... Anyways, Um, Vijay Krishna Prabhu asks, he said, why is it that disease, fire, and debt, if not solved, tend to destroy our spiritual life? Well, th- those are three things you need to take care of. <laughs> you can't ignore them. Uh so these things that were doesn't so Prabhupada it's not just a matter of spiritual life it's just <laughs> life in general any of these things neglected if you neglect disease it'll kill you so it's just practical but Prabhupada is just quoting some saying that these things should be dealt with immediately disease you you see a little flame in the corner oh it's just a tiny flame I'll leave it alone <laughs> A little bit of debt. Well, you just, a little bit of debt. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, you look at your credit card. They keep adding more to it, so it just increases. It. And and five, so these these three things. I, I think it's not your spiritual life it's talking about, but just things you need to attend to practically. Kendra says that might might come from Chanaka Pandit. Yeah, it sounds like a Chanaka Pandit, yeah. Uh-huh. If I knew if I was really smart, I'd know that. <laughs> Anything else? Adi Devi Dasi says, Hare Krishna Gurudev, talking about jiva, even bread has yeast, is it offerable to Krishna? And what about other items like tofu, soya products, chocolate, and packeted items. 
if you make it yourself, it's okay. The best, you know, I mean, sometimes there's no practice, but uh, practical matter, but best is to, you can make yeast bread yourself. We do have things with yeast in them that we offer to Krishna that's fermented. Yogurt? Huh? Like yogurt, for example, right? And there's uh, something else we make that always requires, you have to sit at some... Dosa. Dosa, yeah, Italy, you know, so that's okay. What else else was it? Um, Um, Tofu, soy products, chocolate, and packeted items. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, same same thing with the other other things, you know. I mean, generally they're things we don't offer to Krishna at at a temple, you know, and and things like that. But at home you got a little more leeway. Okay, so then we'll pick up again with text number 11. Hmm? Two weeks. In two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.